Welcome to the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. My name is Jacob Dahlin. Uh, with us today is Jens Brenström. Uh, very, very varied background. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. So let's start with let's start with where you are right now, and then we'll 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 do a little bit of uh, go backwards and say how did you end up there, and then we'll talk about your current uh, your current position there in Romania. Right now, as you said, I'm in Romania, uh, in uh, Transylvania, in Sekerland, which uh, is a little bit difficult to understand. Uh, <laughs> it's the simplified, it's the Hungarian part of uh, Romania or, or Transylvania. And you are currently the head coach of, so it's called Sapientia. I, I probably butchered that one. No, it was close enough. Sapientia. <laughs> Okay, U23, so university uh, and, and and what you refer to as the academy team there. Uh, interesting. So t- let's talk about that um, that position and, and how you ended up there. Um, the position itself is that it's, uh, it's called U23 and we are uh, a team with uh, university students uh, who are uh, mainly studying at the Sapienza University. Um, here close in a city that is like 30 minutes away from the ice rink. Uh, we are playing in the Romanian Senior Championship uh, with the other professional teams there. And we are also playing in the European University Hockey League, which is basically based in Slovakia, but with the Czech and uh, Polish teams as well. So um, that that's the setup. Uh, the U23 is not like a rule that we have to be under 23. Our oldest player this year is 25. Last year it was 31. So, but we are a young team, and I would say the average age is around 20 years old. And not necessarily a, a country that is known for hockey. No, not really. Uh, before before I ended up outside of the Swedish borders, I didn't know anything to be honest about either Hungarian or Romanian hockey, more than that they had hockey. Like that's basically what I knew. Yeah. So let's let's go back. So uh, you know, I've got your LinkedIn uh, profile here, and and also uh, let me back out a little bit. Of course, I had you up here with a with a really nice uh, Yofa picture on Elite Prospects. My, and, my uh, awesome player profile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with uh, no, it's great. And the first thing that stuck out at me was 510207 was is your profile you you you, you were a, you were a heavyweight uh player when you played not really i i always say because if you see there is some gaps between my seasons there uh, I have a, a couple of seasons and i basically quit uh when i was 2021 20, yeah and i was everything but heavy then uh, i was short skinny and uh yeah that was my my way but you know how it is you yeah. don't do much for a couple of years and then you figure you're gonna start playing again then i was a heavy heavy guy <laughs> so. so but but you know so you ended up uh 
after your playing career in in the uh, in the semi pro league there. Uh, my first question here is in your coaching profile right away into head coach in lean chirping. Uh, I actually so must have been something my, before that. Yeah, yeah. Between uh, I've been doing the steps, if you know what I mean. I've been uh, started uh, 2001, I think it was, with U10 uh, kids and uh, follow them U11, 12, I think 13. Then I coached uh, Timro, uh, women's team for a year. Uh, I started playing again after that, uh, two seasons in Division Two, and then I coached uh, U15 in Timro again. And from that, I went to Lynn Sherping and the women's team in Lynn Sherping. Ah, I see. That's right because it's it, um, there. There is there's actually two gaps there in your in your playing career. That's interesting. That so yeah. so was it just. I think I'll give it another go. No, to be honest, uh, when I quit, I quit because I got a good job, but I worked shift, so I couldn't really keep playing. So then I became a coach like every second week, and my coach colleague was working shift the other week. So basically, I overlapped each other with them when we were coaching the kids. And uh, so it was doable, but I missed playing a little bit. And I thought, I yeah, like you said, give it a go. Uh, wasn't maybe prepared physically or or to be honest, mentally either, but I did it and uh, I played two seasons and it was fun, but yeah, it was enough with those two seasons. And the other gap you're referring to is uh, 16, 17 season. I played three games in division three. I was the coach for the team. Uh, one of the games I was standing in my coach outfit, but ready to go if someone else got injured, we had a short bench. And uh, one game, I took one shift for a guy who was half injured. And uh, one game, I played a little bit regularly. So basically, it was one game, but registered for three. So it was not a comeback or anything. I hadn't done a proper hockey practice for eight years. So it was it was, it was, was what it was. And I it did was, my best. It was, uh, that's where Yaramir Jager got the inspiration. Uh, he's now 50 in his yeah. comeback, so... So I can do a couple of more comebacks because I'm only 41. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> but then, uh, then you started getting into a little bit of a road trip here, Nor uh, Norway for two years, and U18, U20. Is that the uh, so and player development? So that was you must have went into uh, full time hockey role then, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it was more than full time, to be honest. It's, yeah. uh, I was the director of player development, sports manager for the U20 team down to the skating school and the women's team. So it was, and Sparta, the club I worked in, is a, it's a pretty big club in Norway. And uh, traditionally, it's a big club and uh, with a lot of history. And um, it's, uh, you know, teams in every year. Uh, it's not like 14, 16, they have teams in every, every age group. So, so it was, it was a lot of work. Yeah. And then a couple of years, uh, three years in Sweden at different, different levels, a couple of years in Hockey Etan and, uh, um, uh, and then also a little bit with the youth there with Sweden selects. Um, oh, that's the women's Sweden select. 
Exactly, exactly. I was basically thrown in uh, late there before a tournament in Chamonix. I got a call and I asked, "Hey, we need a coach. Can you go?" And you want to go to, to you want to go to Chamonix, France for, 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 sure, for sure. So it was an amazing period there. I had already planned uh, to go to Cannes two weeks later to France also. So it, I went to Chamonix. I went home, unpacked uh, again, went to Cannes, went home, packed again, and went to Baku. So it was like one and a half month with uh, traveling to awesome places. So yeah. So, yeah, so that was that was only a week that I went with the select team there. Yeah, and then this is where it gets really interesting. Then 1920, uh, a year in Budapest, and then the last three years in Romania. So how did you end up in Hungary and on in the Eastern European countries there? Um, it was basically after the last se season I had in Sweden with Lynn Löwen in Division 1 or Hockeyettan. Um, my wife and I talked about the future, what we're going to do. And uh, um, I, I've always wanted to go somewhere, like out in Europe and give it a try. If the chance occurs, it's not super easy to find jobs out in Europe. Uh, maybe many other leagues and... Uh, Teams are looking for high-profile coaches, and I come from the third tier in Sweden, which is really good level, but, you know, not a big coach name. Yep. So, um, but my wife said, give it a go. If you find something, we try it. And I had a couple of uh, pop league uh, contacts where I was, you know, the second name or the third name, and nothing fall out uh, the way I wanted. But this club in uh, Hungary, in Budapest, um needed a European a university coach and a U21 coach. And um, it was maybe not the level I was looking for, but but um, I felt, hey, let's give it a go. It's a full-time job. It's it's an amazing city. I've been there once before at my bachelor party. Uh, so, so I had the experience from the city and we thought, okay, we do it one year and we see how it feels. And um, yeah, so we went. So it was not more than that. And your wife went with you? Yeah, she moved there with me. She got a job at, uh, I think it's an American company with a office in, in Budapest. She got a job there so she could also work in Swedish language. Yeah. So it was like the whole setup was perfect. And uh, we love living there. We I like working there a lot. And uh, yeah. It that's got to uh, be a... That's got to be an amazing experience, just personally, to live in a city like like Budapest. I've never been, but but um, yeah. but I've always was amazing. We we lived uh, like pretty close to the central of the city. We lived uh, close to the ice rink. You know, you step on the tram and you're there quickly. And uh, we did amazing. Had an amazing time for that year, and the hockey was great. Also, it was. Um, uh, I switched team there after just a few months. Uh, I was promoted to the head coach in Esteliga for the pro team in the in the yeah, top league in Hungary and also with some Romanian teams. And, uh, you know, it was a new experience, like not only as a person and, and the life, but the hockey-wise also, it's a little bit different. And and a chance to work in a, in a pro league out in Europe is, is uh, for me, I, I felt it was an amazing experience. How, how How is the, and, you know, not a lot of people know, like, even you know, of course, SHL and Osvanskan are 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 neck and neck, and the the main difference really is 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 money. 
but mm. and then but but hockeyettan is so the the third league in Sweden is 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 pretty good level of hockey. Yeah, uh, and 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 it's such an important part for for Swedish junior players. The same thing for Division Two in Sweden. But so so when you came to Hungary and had both juniors and university and and the pro team. What was the big difference between Hockeyettan or the third league in Sweden and Hungary's pro league? The biggest difference is, uh, I would say, like level-wise, the the good Erste teams are for sure top play, uh, teams in uh, Hockeyettan. Uh, the difference is many times that the first line in a good Erste team is like better than the division one and the Hockeyettan teams. They are like uh, Hockeyallsvenskan level because the money is pretty good. The salaries are good in both Hungary and Romania, which makes it possible to get good import players. Uh, right. The best local guys are, you know, they get get a good contract. Many of them maybe stay more home than leaving to other countries than they would do otherwise. And But the fourth lines and sometimes third lines level are lower. So yep. the gap between your first and the fourth line in most teams is, is huge. Um, I would say that my first line could have played in any top top uh, team in Hockeyettan or bottom teams in Hockeyallsvenskan. And we were not the strongest team. And my fourth line, Division 2 in Sweden. So yep. it's, uh, it's a bit of a level difference there. And, and you need to find the right way to use the, you know, the... The bench uh, coach maybe a little bit different than you do when I had Lynn Leuven, for example. Our fourth line could be the best line sometimes. You know, they were skating, fighting, working, school players coming from U20 top league in Sweden. Maybe a little bit, you know, young and yep. naive in the, how they are playing sometimes, but level-wise still good. But here it was a bit different. If I'm going to win a game, I need to play my best players a lot. So, so I would say that's the biggest difference, but... For me, like to coach in Aristeliga compared to Hockeyettan, it's a little bit more professional in in Aristeliga than it is in Hockeyettan. What about the what about the audience? What's the interest of of uh, of of the public there of hockey? It's a uh, little bit like everywhere else. It depends which team, which club, uh, tradition, or or you know where they're from. Down here we, in Transylvania, where I am now, we have three teams also plays in Aristeliga. It's a lot of interest. Uh, they have a big fan base and it's a lot of people at the games. Uh, for us, who was a young club in Elsteliga, it was the second season the team played in Elsteliga. Let's say we had an average of 500 or something, which means that one game we had 300, but the next game we had 800. So yep. if we played against a team from Transylvania, they had 200 fans right away, even if it's like, I don't know, 12 hours drive between this place and Budapest, but it's, um, it's, it's, I think it's getting better and better down there. The interest is getting higher. The hockey is getting higher. Now Hungarian national team is in the A group in the world championships. Of course, that helps the interest a little bit. And, and um, yeah, average, it's better. It's more attendance than in Hockeyettan, less than Hockeyallsvenska. And is that a, emerging as a as a as a country so since since you're in the hungarian border on in romania and and the influence of 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 hungary is is clear there um especially when you're looking at your roster now where it, many of them are are 
dual citizens of Hungary and 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 Romania. But is is Hungary a growing hockey nation as a as a whole? Is the is Hungary uh, sponsoring? Are they putting a lot of resources behind hockey as from the federation level? Yeah, I mean, the, that's uh, they have a system, not to go into it in detail, but they have a, from the, I would say, government, they are spending a lot of money on a couple of sports uh, that they want to grow in, and hockey is one of them. So they have given, uh, for example, their academies that they're running right now, the junior youth, uh, the best possibilities there is to, to grow as a hockey nation. And they really want to get better and better, and they are on their way. Um, um if everything is perfect what they're doing they of course it's not like yep. it's ne it never is but but they're growing as a hockey nation and i think also for them to get promoted to the a group last year world champions is like you know the the dot on the eye like it's uh confirmation it's really, that really yeah. important for them to take that step and also their Junior U20 national team went up from the, I think, third group to the second group. So those things are really important and, and needed for them because of this. They put a lot of money into to the system to grow as a hockey nation. So let's let's move into your current. So the 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 academy where you're at now, a, a little bit of a difference moving from Budapest and a big city to out in the countryside. What you told me offline here, but. <clears throat> but now, but facilities wise and organization, that's where, that's what, tell me how you ended up there because that's um, going to be, I, I imagine that it's a, it's a move uh, that is all about hockey. Uh, when I signed, it was definitely all, only about hockey to get the chance to keep working somewhere and feel that, okay, I know a little bit about the place. I have heard about the organization a little bit and, and but the hockey was the thing. Like it's uh, to for me, I'm more of a city guy than living on the countryside normally. But as the years has gone now, you know, I adapt and I make friends, and you know, you you get a life here also. So, but basically, it was I was uh, planning to stay with the uh, hockey club Budapest uh, in Erste for the upcoming season also. But uh, due to financial things, I think it was they put together their team with another club in Budapest and basically they took over the team and yeah. the license to play in Esteliga, which meant that me and my players and my staff, yeah, we didn't have a job. And yeah. uh, I wasn't, to be honest, interested in staying and uh, and going back to take the U21 team. Um, and then uh, the manager of the, the academy down here uh, contacted me and he knew who I was because they are following Elsteliga closely and he contacted me and we had a couple of meetings and, you know, felt good. He presented the whole facility set up here and what they want to do and what the team's purpose is. And uh, I felt that, okay, I, I do it. I sign a year and we'll see what happens. And now I'm in my third year down here. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell tell everybody about the the setup and and how that works with with the university and 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 um, you know the, the the centralization of the players there. Yeah, short story is that in this uh, place that's called Seklerland, uh, the 
so as, as I call it, it's my words, a Hungarian part of Romania. Uh, there are eight clubs, if I'm not totally wrong now, eight clubs, and there this academy, the Seke Földje Korong Academia, is uh, in charge of like the head of the clubs, and uh, coaches are basically uh, hired by the academy, and uh, but every club runs their youth teams, and uh, from this year they put together a dormitorium building where players from U16, 18, and from my team, so the U23 team can live and breathe hockey the whole time. Um, the U16 and U18 players belongs to their clubs, but they are playing, practicing together in an elite group, and the rest of the players are staying in their clubs. They are playing in the Hungarian Championship and also the Karpatian Junior Hockey League. Which is um, in, Pol in Poland, right? Yeah, I think it's Pol Polish-based, but there are uh, from other countries also around the Carpathian Mountains. So, so that they are that they have that set up, and my team is basically a development team or a college team, a university team. Uh, we play in the Romanian Senior Championship, which is for my young team. It's a really tough challenge because we play against a lot of import players who have played NHL, American Hockey League, KHL. VHL, Hockey Allsvenskan, Liga, and the, these kind of top leagues. Maybe not the guys who are on their peak of their careers, but for example, the Finnish players coming here, they're leaving Mestis to come to these teams because contract-wise, it's better for them. Yep. So my young local team, of course, we struggle uh, in a lot of games, but in, I would say, most games, we can keep up a pretty good good games and uh, tight enough games for it to be developing. Um, so we are losing more than we are winning, but the purpose is not to win games for our team, it's to develop the players so they have a chance to have a pro career while they are studying. If they don't make the pro teams, they are uh, having their education to fall back on. And uh, we also play in the European University Hockey League, which is more our level, uh, Slovakian, uh, Czech and Polish teams in that league. And uh, that's a really good uh, experience for my players to maybe be more the sometimes the favorites in the game or or at least, you know, equal level than to be the underdog. And if we can win against the top teams in the Romanian championship, it's a big success. But in the EUHL, it's more like normal for us. So to have that combo and play on a really high level, to a, a equal level is is the perfect setup for our guys and and my job is to develop the players so they leave my team and go to better teams. That's and, basically my job. So the better job I do, the weaker team I have the next year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's um. So how much of your experience and and when they're when they hired you, you know it's a pretty common thing when it, when we're looking at the smaller nations hiring coaches from other countries and are they trying to emulate kind of the Swedish systems or, or what, what do you, how much of your Swedish systems are you bringing with you from your times um, in Hockeyetan as an example? Or are you say, are you evolving, yeah. continuing to evolve more as an international coach? 
I would say that 80% of what I do is my Swedish way, or if I want to call it that, uh, 20% is new knowledge that I learned in my years outside of Sweden. And uh, those 20% has made me a better coach and my system better and uh, the my whole package, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. uh, they, they are in, in this system here, like the, the older way here is maybe a little bit tougher leadership or a little bit more dictatorship in the leadership. Uh, maybe more telling when they are doing wrong instead of when they are doing right. And the Swedish way, the last... 15, 20 years, 10, I don't know how many years, but it's a little bit more maybe asking questions uh, and so on. For me, I try to be somewhere in the middle, but to the Swedish way a little bit more. And they have adapted it here and they like that way. They want to work in that way. So I'm in an organization that is really, they want to develop everything. They want to get better at everything and they are open to how to do it and uh, and they have had Canadian coaches here before. Now we are, I'm a Swedish guy. I have a couple more uh, Swedish guys in the area uh, that are, of course, influencing uh, the youth coaches and other coaches and the whole system set up in a way that uh, feels like it's it's on the right track, basically. Yeah, yeah. So kind of wrapping it up, where, where, where do you see the next chapter? Is this a place that you can see yourself staying? Uh, or is this another uh, rung in the ladder? Um, I, I, I'm going to be a little bit like uh, boring in my answer here. You're, you're going to give me a hockey, uh, a hockey answer. <laughs> I have really high ambitions as a hockey coach. I have really high ambitions with my career. I'm still, in my opinion, a pretty young coach. Yep. Uh, even if I've done it for many years, I'm still a young, young coach. Uh, I have uh, much higher goals. Uh, if that comes for next year and it, or if it comes in a few years, no one knows, not yeah. even me. So so that's uh, that's where I see. I take right now year by year and my uh, my uh, management around here, they know that that's that I have higher ambitions also. they are fine with that. Um, they know that that's how it works, that if I get an offer that I can't say no to, maybe I'm gone for next year. But I never say no to staying in a place where I feel I made a living and I I like the place where I work and, and so on. So I will never say never say never, but I have a high ambitions with my career. Yeah, I mean, I, it seems like you have a pretty good sandbox to develop and and to build something that, you know, if, if you compare that to the Swedish clubs where. Uh, and 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 perhaps not to knock the Swedish mentality, but but a little bit of we've got a system, we've got a culture, and we're, and 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 we're you know it's just about finding some holes on some players, and then we just keep on rolling. Uh, mm -hmm. You have the ability to to with facilities and and that that you know rivals most uh, Swedish clubs out there. Yeah. No, I like. I, I would say that this this uh, whole setup to see another part of the hockey world, and also like people have asked me, do you have outdoor rinks there? No, we have an ice rink and we have the best facilities you can imagine. Like I don't think any SHL team has the facilities that we have outside of the ice. You know, with the medical 
center and the technique room and skate mills and rapid shop machines, our gym, wellness, etc. Like uh, there is hockey outside of Sweden. I think that we have a good setup in Sweden. We have an awesome system to grow players. We are doing a great job. But for me to see this part of hockey, I've learned so much. Yeah. Both as a hockey coach, as a hockey person, and as a person. And and uh, I would never change this experience for, for basically anything uh, because it, it made me stronger as a as a leader. It made me stronger as a person. You know, you, you meet challenges every day. And um, for example, when you lose two straight games in Aristotle, you're not going to hear the nice words. I can tell you that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it toughens you a little bit, but you can also try to turn it in from your angle and and develop the persons you're working with there. Yeah. So, no, I so, think that I, I think that it's a it's about growth. Uh, and you said it best with with a, an overall growth Um the unifying part uh, that that has been so amazing for me to talk to different people with with different backgrounds is what, what binds us all together is this game. But it looks and feels and 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 it is different in many different places. But but it's about people. It's about um, experiences and figuring out uh, not just doing it the same way all the time but modifications um, uh, and and leveraging experiences and 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 you know the whole one percent improvement every day compounding is a is an amazing um, effect so Definitely. thank you for uh coming on uh I know it's four o'clock in the afternoon you've already had a long day over there it's early morning here in the u.s but uh we'll be now exposing uh a lot of swedes and a lot of north americans to hey there's there's other unique places like hungary and romania that also play hockey and trying to improve and get better for sure for sure well thanks again Thank you for having me.